Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. There we go. I remembered to turn my mic on that time before I started. Welcome to another episode of Hit the Bucket. The name is growing on me. I think I like it. That Bishop girl, McTurtle, that too tall. James is also in chat. I saw Mashif in there too. Welcome, everyone. I'm super excited. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but this is the first time ever that James has invited a guest to the show. Uh, after me bugging him 14 or 15 episodes in saying, hey, you know anyone that might want to be on the podcast? Hey, you got any? go find us a guest for the podcast. This was the week. He messaged me and he's like, hey, I got someone for the podcast. So uh, we're going to have a very special guest. His name is Flying Fishy. We're going to call him Fishy for short. He is a Grand Master tier Overwatch player. Uh, that's all I know about him for the most part. I, I tried to look up a couple other things too, but uh, we're going to talk to him in just a second. But before we do, I have one announcement that I would like to make. Um, I'm always looking for ways to make things a little more f- interactive. And I know that I usually turn off all the rewards and notifications and ducket stuff that we do while we're doing the podcast just so there's no interruptions but uh after this podcast there will be a new ducket incentive it's going to be called jumbotron james and what it is it's going to cost two thousand ducats so it's not cheap but you'll be able to send a message to us that we will screen obviously beforehand so we'll see them ahead of time and we'll Collect them all up, and James is going to read them with his sexy-ass voice on the podcast. Probably after Mashif's B, for like right before we end the podcast, we're going to have a, a segment where he's going to read your Jumbotron messages. So, you know, if you got if you want to plug something, if you're you're selling something, you got a pyramid scheme, you want to propose to your significant other, you want you just want to hear James say some weird ass shit on the microphone. That's going to be a thing. So, uh, like I said, it's going to it's gonna be called Jumbotron. It's going to cost 2,000 ducats because it's expensive primarily because these videos get put on YouTube and eventually they're going to be on iTunes and everywhere else. So you'll be immortalized in James's voice uh, if you pay for one of those Jumbotrons. So I'm looking forward to, to giving you guys access to that. I'm probably going to turn all of the ducat stuff on right after the podcast, so... Look look forward to that. Uh, without further ado, I don't think I have any other announcements. Um, I'm just glad you're all here. I'm glad that uh, James has brought us a wonderful human being to chat with for a little while. And I'm excited because we got some fresh beef. And he said it's a good one. So we're going to get into some sheep's beef a little later on. So if you guys want to unmute yourself, we'll go ahead and uh, transition here. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Going good. Good. So I I had a a second. I I didn't have very long to talk to uh, Flying Fishy, a.k.a. Fishy. I'm going to keep calling you Flying Fishy all night. I'm going to try and just say Fishy. I I have a habit of, like, using everyone's full name. Uh, I'll have you know, the worst is only once I have been called just Flying. And it was the worst thing. Not Fishy, not Flying Fishy, just Flying. And it sucked. That's like uh, there's a guy in our in our team called uh, Ring of Favor. His old screen name was Ring of Favor. And he would go by Favor. And if anyone ever called him Ring, uh, there have been people banned from his channel for calling him Ring. 
Mm-hmm. So far, no one's called me 58. So yeah. What about it's like just going to Jimmy's channel and then being like, "Oh, hey, Navio." <laughs> I think there's actually a command for that. If if you type Navio in chat, oh, I can't type. What is it? Let's see what it says. Navio. There you go. <laughs> That's not how that. <laughs> there. Anyway, um, so James, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start. I want you to explain how you know Fishy. How did you meet him? What what's kind of your history? Where what's the background? Where that where did did you just meet him online one day playing Overwatch or do you guys have you guys known each other for a while? I know nothing about how you guys met each other or anything. Hmm. I don't remember right. How do you think I met? Um It had to be in a Discord server. Or on Twitch, because it definitely wasn't through games. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which. I'm pretty sure it would have to be a Discord server, but I don't know which Discord server. Okay, I think the way I remember it, we oh. watched, we both watched a streamer at one time. That's true. Yeah, you, not to be named because stuff came mm-hmm. out later. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a strange situation. But then later on, I saw Fishy was streaming on Twitch. You know, streaming alone, no one's watching. And I felt kind of sad for this boy. So I jumped <laughs> into the stream and said, hi. I was like, I'm going to make your day better. And I have no idea when that was. I know it was like at least a year. It has to have been over a year. Yeah, at least over a year. So you gave him a pity view? <laughs> yeah. And now That's he's on the goes. podcast. That's you see true. how it evolved and grew? So... Um, flying. Oh, no, fishy. I almost said flying fishy again. I was going to go with flying. No, no, no. I was trying to, I was trying to stop my brain before the words come out. Um, so before we get too into the Overwatch thing, it sounds like, you know, you've obviously been in the Twitch ecosystem and Discord servers, you know. I, I've noticed by all of your retweets that you're pretty into, uh, you, you are a pretty avid meme retweeter. I was scrolling through trying to find out information about you, and all I was seeing was like retweets of memes and stuff. And I was, like, I was like, I guess this guy really likes retweeting memes. So like, You're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> so how, when is there is there a point in your life where you're just like, this is my life? Like, was there a grade where you were just introduced to the world of Twitch and Overwatch and video games and memes or? Was it kind of a gradual... Uh... It, it started with YouTube. Yeah. And originally I wanted to become a YouTube Let's Player. And I'm terrible at that. Just because I can't, like... I would never put in the effort to edit all my videos and try and, like, make everything get, like, a thumbnail for everything. I, you're pointing at me, so... Oh, on, on my screen I'm pointing at James on the, on the stream. The people watching... Because James act like that, he he does those, and I, I and I said the same thing. I can never put in the amount of time and effort that it takes to. Do that. It's honestly ironic because I actually worked in an IT editing videos, training videos, and I could do that. But if I were editing my own videos, I'd die. Mm-hmm. But other than that, once I realized I hated that, then I started watching Twitch uh, Twitch streams because the same viewer or the same streamer, I mean was also the YouTuber I originally watched like a million videos of. So that sort of just got me into Twitch streaming. And I think I only actually started streaming would have been January of 
2017. Okay. Right before Affiliate came out. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I started uh, f- like a year before you. I started in February 2016, I think. So I had a little more time to build up an audience, and like I, the timing was pretty good. Like when Affiliate came out, I just barely met the requirements. So, I mean, Affiliates, the, the requirements are yeah, not pretty not, low. Yeah, it's not too hard. So what? Um, so did uh, streaming happen before or after uh, you got into Overwatch? Uh, after I after. was. That would have been when uh, season three came out that I started streaming. So I would have already been Grandmaster by then. It wasn't like a climb or anything. It was just constantly staying in the same place. So did you start playing Overwatch basically from the beginning, like when the game yeah. was released and you just I, I fell in I love with be. it? or Kind of, yeah. It was also just that like season one, I managed to get top tier somehow. So that's sort of like, Somehow. I felt like I had, it was, okay, season one was wild. <laughs> when you got six gorillas jumping at you, you really can't put a, like, a level on that. Right. But I sort of like felt dedicated to doing it because I could actually do it well. Yeah, no, from what James tells me, you're actually a, a, a really good Overwatch player. So you didn't just get there by accident. I mean, to mm. maintain a Grandmaster status, you have to have some level of proficiency and skill, right? Like, I know a lot of it's just time, you know, so like the more time you put in, obviously that's going to make a difference. But to to actively stay at that level requires a certain amount of effort, I would imagine. A little bit. Just a tad. What about you, James? Uh, you you got to Grandmaster tier huh. in Minion Masters in two days. I did not. No, I'm still I, not Grandmaster. You're like rank number one, and you're. I guess the I guess the the leaderboard is different than the mm. the ranking so or whatever. Technically, as of when I stopped streaming like five hours ago. I was technically the number one one v one ranked minion masters player. That's when I joined them. Of all people, yeah. But at the same time, the, it's only worth it to get GM because that's where you get the, the the premium currency reward. But grinding right there, I was gaining forty points a win. You need five hundred to get. I was on the final the final slot. I needed five hundred points to break the barrier. I was getting forty points a win and losing a hundred. So it's like every time I won games, I'd lose one and then be lower than where I started. Yeah. Start uh, it was getting... just awful. Because every once in a while, I'm like, oh, this person, I could beat them easy. But then there's someone I know that plays competitively in the tournaments as well. And I'm like, oh, now it's a toss-up. Could go either way. Because that's what was happening a lot. I'd beat the guy, rematch, he'd beat me. And then I'd lose 100 points. And it's like... I'm going to wait for other people to get there so I'm not losing so many points on each box. <laughs> Strategic. Mm-hmm. Strategic patience. So, when um, James was telling me something about you at one point were playing Overwatch with like a really popular or high-ranked streamer or something. It's happened a lot. Well, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I mean, when you're at that level, I'm guessing that happens fairly often. And James is making a joke. He's like, hey, you should plug your stream <laughs> or something. Oh, I mean, that joke happens a lot. There was yeah, a few times when you just get people in chat being like, because sometimes I've played with like EQO or uh, 
XQC and people put, be plugging their stream on the other team, even though we beat them. It's like what? whenever they see those names pop up, they're just like, mm-hmm. "Now's my chance." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we beat them, and it's like, <laughs> come it's like watch me lose more games. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, but they're at the level to be able to even like queue against those people. So maybe they're, th- I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I joined in Fishy Stream and I was like, wait, I, I recognize that voice. Why do I recognize it? And I, I peer up to the top left. I'm like, wait, that's XUC Fishy. You should plug your stream. I've played like with him once against him twice. I so, actually haven't lost against him. How many hours a day on average do you think you play Overwatch then? To like maintain um, your level and skill and well, you only need to play seven matches a week. But usually, when I'm not, it's usually like every other day that I play ranked. So I'm, I've played a little less now because I am in college, and it's a lot harder to play ranked when you're also trying to study. What are you going to school for? Illustration. I'm at Savannah College of Art and Design, so I draw, and I'm not that great at it compared to some of the people there. But nice, not that great. You I've should see some of the stuff I've seen. Is she so humble? So, uh, how far are you along? What year are you in? Uh, I think this coming year I'll actually be starting my major, so that would be, I guess, sophomore. Yeah, second or third year usually when you start yeah. getting into your core classes or whatever. I, I don't know how it is. I mean, it, I guess it's probably a little different in uh, Canada, but generally your first oh, like... Savannah, Georgia. Wait, I... James I told me you were in Canada. I, yeah. I live in Canada, but I go to school. Oh, in okay. So you're, you're like James. He lives in California and then goes to school in Vermont. Got it. Which is pretty much a different country. Yeah, Vermont. I mean, California and Vermont <laughs> night and day. So you're yeah, currently in Georgia going to school then. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Um, yeah, so usually second or third year is when you really get into like the meat and potatoes of your, of your major. Yeah. Uh, Illustration. We actually have a lot of people on Team DLC who are uh, artists and illustrators. So, do you do commissions? Do you do? No, I am nowhere near good enough. No, come on. It's I'm not about also... being good enough. It's, it's all I want. I can't do digital drawing. I can do some life draw, like actual traditional drawing, but nothing digital. Oh, okay. It looks terrible. Do you? Uh, so do you? You do uh, school, and then do you work and stream, or streaming kind of like your alternate source of income? Or? I have, uh, I don't really make money yet on streaming. I'm not that popular. I hear but, that uh, everyone go follow this guy. Let's uh, make him popular. But uh, give him all actually, your money. I actually put streaming into a schedule recently, and I've been doing that for school just because it actually helps me with work as well. If I know I'm not going to stream this day, so I usually just do Fridays and Sundays at school for four hours and that way i know like this is when i'm playing like having fun and then other than that i'll do work or whatever but i make sure that dystopian i scheduled my fun time on these days (laughs) last time you went to college he's in college right now obviously not enough if you don't have a schedule he's kind of do he's just the ultimate procrastinator (laughs) also that like the stream today He's like, he's like, you're eight hours into your stream and you're like, oh shit, do I have homework? <laughs> yeah, because let's, I, I can show you my my calendar. So Wednesday, that's free, but then, like, if we go to tomorrow, this is my my schedule for tomorrow. Let's see. What, I can't see. That's white. Okay, there we go. So it's four classes back to back, and then stream. <laughs> stream. Okay. And then stream. 
I scheduled stream time every day of the week. Nice. Because I told Talking myself, about me about like, because I told myself, if I don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Because if I tell myself, like, oh, I'll stream like at this time, but I don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Because I'm yeah. like, well, I didn't tell anyone I'm going to stream. So I'm not accountable to anyone. And then, yeah, after today's stream, I like went through like my classes and I was like, oh, wait, I don't have homework. So it's all good. You should have just kept streaming, dude. I should have. Stream right up until the podcast started. Oh, by the way, uh, Fishy, we had a couple requests from a couple ladies. Uh, Lady Navio and that Bishop girl both said, show us some of your work. They want to. Uh, actually, I have a website. Let's see if I can. Yeah, do you, if you have if you have Twitch chat up, I recommend having that up. You can post what it, you plug plug your shit, show your stuff. It's actually funny because I took a class recently that the final project was making the website, so it's all done. I just oh, haven't nice. shared it anywhere. Yeah, share it with the people. Let's see, he might. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no. Let me make him a regular real quick. Yeah, show us your pine cones, fishy. Oh, my oh God. he's not you in have chat. No idea. Pine. So I had, so so actually for context, I had to draw a pine cone for one of my final projects in a previous class, and that was like really difficult because those are kind of difficult plants compared to everything else because it's just a lot of the same thing. And then this this recent class, I had to re I retook it because I felt like I could do better at grades, and I guess my pine cone made an impression. Because we had to draw them three times throughout the entire thing for like three different projects <laughs> in black and with black paper and white charcoal with black charcoal and white paper. And then I think it was like a third time, just like three different views of the same pine cone. So like I had to draw it like nine times and it was the worst. I know what pine cones look like in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down, they're 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 ingrained in every part of your being yes. at this point. Mm -hmm. If you show me like an outline, I can tell you if it's a pine cone. Or not. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> nice. Here, wait, I'm gonna need the link to your stream. Oh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. Here, I can uh, post. Actually, I might be able to find it on the notifications because you at me. I there did. Yeah, usually before we start uh, the podcast, I, I recommend that the guests have the chat open so we can, uh, you know. That should be. Uh, dot Wix site. Yeah, we use Wix. Wix. Okay, it's better than my programming site. I hate programming. No, well, I'll pull this up on the stream, dude. Let's do it. Switch to our media view. Oh, look. I have my phone number on there. Oh, this you do? Beautiful Umbreon. Actually, do I? I don't remember if I put that there. Uh, I won't. Let me, ch before I switch over, I'll go to the, no, you have a form on your contact me page. Oh yeah, my teacher told me to take my phone number off. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> it was a good <laughs> A idea. form is better. All right, check it out, dude. Look at the, look at the floaties. I like it. I'm going to zoom in a little bit. Very artistic. Hopefully zooming in doesn't break your, start, your site too much. Wix site builder. Would be funny. Wix is pretty decent. Yeah, no, Wix is nice. So you got uh, some <laughs> Lady Navio said, oh, about me. Hi, Brown. Oh, your real name, Doxed. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's not like it's all over my Twitter. 
Some of us care more than others, so I don't want to dox you unless you're okay with it, but it seems like yeah. you're okay with it. So. It's actually funny, because if you search my full name, you won't even find me as the first result. You'll find my father, who shares the exact same name. Oh no, you, I googled myself like twice. There's a uh, country guitarist, and there's a black football player. So those are the first two that you'll see. I don't even think that you'll find like my Twitch or Twitter. So have fun with that. Nice. All right, digital port. Oh, let's let's go to traditional portfolio first. Let's take it. Let's take yeah, digital is like Photoshop, Illustrator. Oh, there's pine. I see pine cones. Yeah, there's pine cones. <laughs> I haven't actually put all my work on. That was just this quarter. Oh, it's a Mobius life. He is a uh, he's a, a more of a. You do mostly digital stuff, Mobius. I'm not sure. I know you do a lot I of digital stuff. Freon. Oh, I had to do that. Yeah. Ooh, look at this guy. At the moment, yeah, because work. Uh, oh, that was my first project that I'm on. Nice. Like, ever. Some 3D shapes with uh, shadows and shading. Oops. Look at the bags. Nice. That was a fun one. So we're, when, how far along were you for these ones? Was this, like, in your first so year? or the? I've, I've taken a full year, or actually two years. It's just that I did uh no. Okay, I'm bad with numbers. I did one year, and then this recent quarter, I was retaking classes because I did it for the summer. Okay. So the first year, that bag and that Umbreon were my first drawing class, and they're not that great. What grade did you get on the Umbreon? I think that was either I think that was either like a low B or like a high C. The bags were pretty high because I guess people really like that. Uh, I had to redo the bags this recent summer quarter. But this time we have to do Legos and a duck. And fuck that duck. <laughs> fuck the duck. No, have you ever tried... Imagine trying to draw a duck head on. So, like, its bill is, like, flat. It's terrible. Yeah, generally when you think of a duck, you think of the profile. I Like, yeah, straight like, on, it's just like a bowling a pin, right? Like, it's always, like, angled to the side. Yeah. But if you ever try and draw it head on, it's the worst. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. like, boop, boop. It's just... I think of a bowling pin if I were looking at one straight on. A bowling pin yeah. with legs. <laughs> it's not fun. Well, that's cool. I, I, I wish you all the success in your art endeavors. Do you have, uh, do you have like an end goal? Is there some type of career in, in uh, illustration? It's like, do you want to get into, you know, a lot of people want to get into gaming or do you want to get into more like commercial, like advertising? Is there, is there something you're hoping to accomplish down the road? So I obviously streaming is what I want to do the most, but I can't go to school for streaming. Right. So not yet. What? Not yet. Maybe. But what I really like appreciate when it comes to games is just the concept art. When you see like character designs and like landscape, and it's all drawn drawn by an artist just to present the idea. That's my favorite kind of art because yeah. it all looks amazing. So that's the kind of artist I want to do. Just landscapes or like generally like showing off character as best as they can in one image instead of just animating because that's millions of drawings in a second yeah mm -hmm. no i illustrations and storyboarding and all that stuff i i recently bought um oh what was that game a uh, horizon for yeah, for dawn. yeah zero dawn i bought that for ps4 and i got the deluxe edition that came with the digital art book 
And I probably spent like an hour just flipping through pages of like the concept art, like you said, the landscapes and the buildings and, you know, character designs and man, that like just how much thought and effort goes into the game before they even start programming it is is pretty insane. So I definitely can relate to you there. So let us go now back to uh i do have a couple more overwatch questions because i did oh. notice on one of your things so two things one uh you said you're uh primarily a healer or an off healer yeah i know very little about overwatch for us for us laymans who play other things and don't know much about overwatch what is that so you i'm guessing i i play uh league of legends so healer is usually like a support role correct mm -hmm. yeah so the, it's kind of like divulged in the there's obviously the three classes of tank healer damage but then each one of those has i guess two fields of its own so the tank has main tank and off tank and healer has main heal and off heal and the more like the reason behind that is that characters like obviously the trophied character of mercy that you might see on every overwatch fan art is a main healer she does like a, tons of straight up healing and she flies around and heals and that's her job and almost no mm -hmm. damage yeah but then there's she has a gun. Like, you better not pull it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're you're trying to do damage. It out. Then there's characters like Lucio, who they heal, but that's just like a passive effect, and they more so just do damage or really fucking annoy the enemy team. And that's what I love doing, because I'm a Lucio man. So I just mm -hmm. run around the field, I push people out of position, sometimes in the holes in the ground, and only somewhat heal or use my ult, which is like providing a barrier. So it's not healing that much, because I can do... 50 other things mm -hmm. yeah because i think i remember like in the owl at least when they use lucio they really don't use them for the heal it's for the speed boost yeah you just that run in with speed boost, get in their face mm -hmm. nice same thing with off tank and ring tank main tank is like i got a big wall you can't shoot it because it doesn't hurt the team and then off tank is like you protect your team in unique ways yeah by more disrupting the, yeah. the whole kind of yeah that makes sense. Like uh, the new guy, he's like an off tank, right? Like he's all yeah. about disrupting the enemy, like kind he's of just being annoying enemy. and bouncing all over the place and just causing spinning him. in circles. His his playstyle is literally just he jumps into the back line, he like hurts them, but he doesn't really kill anyone. He just goes into a ball and then runs away. So then everyone is just like sitting there. They wasted all their abilities on him, and now they're just sitting at the gate, like with their pants fucked. down, just they're yeah. fucked basically. Cool. Um, now, last question on that note, um, eSports. I did notice you mentioned that you are, uh, are are you an aspiring? Is that something that you're hoping to get into eventually? Oh, yeah. Is is competitive? Uh, I mean, you're a grandmaster level player, so I'm guessing, you know, that naturally if, if you're at that level and you're playing with some of these high level players, that would that would be a natural progression is like, how, what's the next step, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been on a couple small teams that my friends have like put together, but I've never been on like an official team. I tried once and that fell apart real quick. Yeah. But right now I'm wow. doing my collegiate team, mm. which definitely isn't falling apart at least. Mm. And so the uh, college you're at has a team. Yes. Mm. What did did that influence your decision to go there? No, I didn't. Like the team got put together actually in the quarter after I started. Mm -hmm. Were you involved so, in that in any way? Were you kind of 
no, it, you... it was just like a fun club. And then I was told, oh, hey, there's a team. Like, might as well try out. And I was the only or one of the two grandmasters. So like, mm. What the were game. the levels of the other teammates? On the team, when I first started, we had two plats, a diamond, a diamond master, and then obviously me and the other grandmaster. Hmm. Because I know my college, we have a a League of Legends team, but <laughs> they're not exactly like pros, to put it that way. Mm. Mm. More so, like... they compete at like other colleges, and they're also not really pros either. I wasn't playing on the team this past uh, quarter or the quarter before, but like I was subbing in for whenever they had to practice and were missing a player. And it's basically divided into a higher tier team and a lower tier team, because I guess they got two now. And the higher tier team's pretty good, but like it's not not the best, but it, it's it's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an not interesting like they suck. Not just kidding. Uh, so w- when you when you go the esports route, uh, I'm I'm sure not every game is the same. I I'm not too familiar with that ecosystem. All I know is the Olympics recently said that it's not going to happen. But <laughs> when you go the when you go the esports route, once you hit grandmaster, you're on your collegiate team. Where where does the Obviously, there's probably a chasm to cross to like get to, you know, playing in arenas and stuff. Do you, is it more you applying to teams? Is there like scouting? Is there? I mean, if you're at grandmaster level, are there people looking at you? I like I don't know how that works. Like, did have you ever been contacted by a team? Or it's, it's definitely more so applying yourself. Oh, okay. I've never been contacted. I've always had to like try and reach out. I've been contacted by friends, but that's just because they know me personally already. Mm-hmm. So I've tried like several times to get on teams. And it's usually more about knowing people rather than having like a resume. Because like, yeah, I'm Grandmaster, but I also am not on a team already and they don't know if I work well with people. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's like from the games I played competitively in esports at least, there's a very big difference between playing on that and playing just in ranked. If you go into League of Legends, it's like, all right, so I got a carry and I know this guy is going to do this decently and everyone on your team is like a gamble. But in competitive, you know, like, this person's going to go and act this way, so I got to act this way. And the other team has this person on their team who's also going to act this way, so I got to think around that. It's like, it's more so knowing people rather than knowing the game because everyone knows the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone probably, as far as like team IQ or sorry, game IQ, everyone's probably pretty uh, even. So it comes down to, I guess, the the communication and the the interplay between different people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I remember, I was on the Overwatch subreddit a while ago. Cause I like to check into those video Sometimes games once in a while. <laughs> was one of the owl players from the teams he was like i popped up out of out of this one spot as diva and then two of the other players were waiting for me there and i got to wondering how would they know that i was going to do that and he realized that a few months ago he did the exact same play on that map so they just assumed since he did it once he's probably going to go through that exact same route again so they waited for him in the next game 
all mind games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. Like I, I have a comparison I can make it to. My friend David, he used to play online poker. And he had this program, basically, that would... So he'd play like eight tables at once. And he had a program that would save everybody's plays. And he would eventually... He got to know everyone's play styles because he had a client on his computer that was saving every game and every play from every game so he eventually got to the point where he, he was so familiar with all the play he'd play against the same people all the time and it would pop up and be like oh you've played this guy three times he usually bluffs when he has this hand like it like you said it's all it's all mind games once you've been in that ecosystem long enough you start to kind of learn who does what and like you can play off of those different uh strengths and weaknesses almost almost like chess or poker right yeah mm-hmm. that's crazy I didn't, I didn't even think about that like i at that level you probably you know it's the same thing with minion masters you kind of run into a lot of the same people at the higher levels because it, it doesn't have a huge player base and you're like oh i know he has i know he has this deck this deck and this deck so i better switch it up and try this and see if i can catch him off guard Mm-hmm. That's why I win games. They're like, it's James. We don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> like the last tournament, I brought a deck. I filled it with all the RNG cards and people banned it because they were like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> he could just get ran- He could just get a random answer and I lose. And I was like, that- that's just how it goes. Yeah. It's high risk, the- high risk, high reward, right? Yeah. Because the big meme right now is that a lot of people know that when I make decks, a lot of the other players, they like, make a deck a week at a time, like a week in advance. They practice the decks. Like I know video gamer, he's, he scrims the decks with his friend. He'll play the, he'll play the other people's decks and play against them to see where his weaknesses are. And he'll practice like that. And then everyone knows that I make the deck like 30 minutes before they're due. <laughs> don't practice You're that them. good. <laughs> and then I get, I don't know my result. strat. They don't know my strat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, dude. I like. I see you play some decks sometimes, James, and I was like, "How does he win with that deck?" Like your your uh, IQ in that game is pretty crazy. Like mm-hmm. you you can win with decks that a lot of people probably couldn't win with, just because you know the timings and the mana and experience and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of it is knowing. Like, it's like an Overwatch. Like, if I do this, if I'm Roadhog, what do I have to do to kill like a tracer that's doing this? It's like that in Minion Masters. If I have this card, what can I do to make it kill this card like as efficient as possible? And a lot of it, yeah, it comes down to like timing and right. like place. Right. So I think I covered all of the stuff I wanted to cover on my list. I did want to show this clip really quick because you sometimes when we have guests, I, I like to go dive into your clips and see what's out there. Oh. This <laughs> this one is hilarious. Uh he uh <laughs> He's playing Overwatch, and uh, you just—I'm gonna turn up the sound because yeah, it's kind of a Discord call. So he was kind of quiet. Yeah. Hey, Spish, how's it going? All right, let's watch this clip. I'm gonna crank up the volume here for a second. Yay! Ah. Ah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's disgusting! <laughs> what the fuck? It's not the actual dookie! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's such a good clip. 
It's kind of quiet, but if you can't see, if you couldn't hear it, he said, Mom, come smell this rag. <laughs> come then, smell it. He said, it smell smells like dookie. actual dookie. <laughs> I love that. And it's just some this. dude who was on Discord talking to his mom about a rag. Mm. I think we've all smelled that rag. What was that? He wasn't talking to his mom before. He just started saying that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I mean, I, I've I've definitely smelled that rag, that rag that your mom left in the sink for like three weeks too long, and it's growing. Uh, it's not time for that yet. No sheep's beef yet. We're not there. I got a couple more questions, James. What you said? You had a couple questions for our, our oh, friend boy. Fishy. I did, but actually, before I go to those, Ninja was bringing up some good points because since you're Grandmaster, there's probably some things you do that us plebs don't. Do you have your jump key binded to something other than the space bar? I've heard people do that as Lucio, but I don't do it. And if you ever like were in the room with me playing Lucio, you could tell that my keyboard just squeaks every time I hit the space bar <laughs> just because yeah. it's not oiled. So like it, it gets on my nerves, but I'm just too lazy to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I noticed you were like, when we were playing the, uh, what was it? The Zenyatta, the game mode where it's all one shot. It was like, who discorded me? It's because when I play Zenyatta, I have Discord and Healing Orb bounded to my scroll up and down. Why? So as soon as someone pops out, they're immediately Discorded because I all I have to do is scroll down. I don't I have to do Discorded button. me because we were playing at 20 HP. What's the point? <laughs> it's a one shot. Calling <laughs> you out. Damage. But anyway, anyway. We were also moving at like Mach 5. <laughs> yeah. All right. So from what I see and what we mostly play together, it's mostly Overwatch and Fortnite. But what is your favorite game and why? My favorite game ever? Ever. Or just like, oh, uh, it's really dumb, but Pokemon Emerald. I have like massive nostalgia goggles for that game. I've put so many hours in that when I was a kid. I know that game like the back of my head. I know every like where, what the odds of a Pokemon spawning are, where they spawn, the, the music that plays in an area. I know all of it. Hmm. Everything. I love that game. It's entirely for nostalgia, but that's that's my answer. I've got hmm. a couple of those for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we already touched on a lot of the other ones I had, which made sense because I took them from Jimmy. <laughs> they're tried and true. They're good. Yeah, my yeah. my questions. I do have my list here. I, I've got a, a list of questions that I like to pick a couple out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so with college well actually kind of the balance between college and esports and just like streaming and overwatch and all of that stuff what would you say some of your biggest hurdles are uh it's definitely keeping to the schedule because sometimes it's like you really want to at least like practice something or play ranked and sometimes it's just you have to do work or maybe like the team is like, I got to go to practice, but I got a project to do. It's like, that's why I have the schedule. Cause I know I won't mm-hmm. do one of the things if I don't at least minorly manage my time in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And I've fallen victim to just missing projects and getting like F's just because I spent too much time playing a game where I spent too much time on a project. And I didn't play ranked. That's mm-hmm. why I always have the schedule. Hmm. Yeah. So time management, definitely 100%. a huge factor there. Um, what is your favorite curse word? Uh, oh, God. 
I mean, I say fuck a lot, but is that your favorite I, though? Is there is there like a is there a curse word or like a phrase that just like sometimes I just I call people a dongle when I really am annoyed, <laughs> but also just trying to be joking, just because it's so confusing that Apple would make something called that, and it sounds insulting, but. Is it really? <laughs> you fucking dongle. <laughs> is there a noise or a sound that is a nostalgic noise or sound? It can be negative or positive. We've had both on the stream before, but is there a sound that just like transports you to like it may it, it could be from Pokemon Emerald, I don't know. It sounds like you have quite a bit of nostalgia for that, but examples in the past, one of my favorite examples was the sound of a lightsaber. That is there like a That's a good one. Do you have one of those? Do you have something that you hear and it's just like you're in a different place? I don't think so. But like anytime, I guess that there's like some little ding because it's in every RPG when you like level up or anything. Oh. Just like, <laughs> it's like it's it's like a sound of progress, and it's used every time, and that's immediately it. Ding. Mm-hmm. It's like I spent four hours grinding, but ding. I accomplished so something. The specific <laughs> one that I usually think of is Kingdom Hearts 2. Whenever you beat a boss, there just goes, it just has like a straight noise that just goes. Tss. It's like, it's completely, especially when you had struggled for like five hours fighting a boss. Cause I streamed Kingdom Hearts birth by sleep and I had to fight the final boss and I didn't know how to get the two skills you need to not instantly die. <laughs> so the way I played the boss, I didn't attack him. I had to wait for him to attack me and then reflect that back because wow. if he hit me once, it was Combo City and I was dead. So hmm. I spent a solid like hour or two just running around, mashing square, mashing circle to dash, and it was torturous. But hearing that like straight sound, it was the most satisfying thing ever. And it's just a hmm. yeah. If That's you play awesome. Kingdom Hearts, you know that sound when you beat a boss. And I, it was the best feeling when I finally got that. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, if you woke up and had no obligations, you were not a college student, you weren't an Overwatch player or a streamer, you had just like a blank slate, what, what career other than what you're already pursuing would you pick? Assuming I could do that career? Yes. If you could just all of a sudden tomorrow magically change paths and just be on your way. Uh, I want to say doctor because that's the most respectable job in my mind, being a doctor. But it's also one of the more disgusting ones based on what you sometimes have to do in the field. Uh, Other than doctor, it would have to be... Honestly, just like an entertainer of any kind, like an actor or a voice actor, at least hmm. just being a part of a uh, media that you like. Yeah. Like streaming. <laughs> wow. Crazy. <laughs> what are the odds? I'd say that. Um, what are you not very good at? Oh God. That's a long list. <laughs> but like, number what's the one. first one? Like number one just pops into your head. Procrastination. I say I have a schedule and, I was good with it this summer, but I have a history of just horrible procrastination. You and James seem to have that in common. It's, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Because it's like I get an assignment. I know when it's due. And then I tell myself, set time each day 
to do parts of the assignment. So by the time that day comes, you're done. You put in like 10 minutes a day and you didn't have to rush it. But instead, experience tells me, James, you rushed a 10-page paper the night before on three hours of sleep and you got a B. So what's the point of setting time beforehand to do a good job <laughs> when you can just do that and do an okay job and pass? Look, I have... That actually just reminded me, this very quarter, the final project in our history, I had to write a paper on a monument in town. And like I, I did the preparation beforehand. Like I, I found a monument. I knew what it was about and all that, like well before I got that in. And then it came to writing the paper. And I forgot to do it. The day it came, it was due. I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't do it. So I had to, I got that in a day late writing the paper. Then we had to do a presentation. I worked on the presentation in class. And I still, still, I got a B. Hmm. Even with the late, with the late down mark. You hear that, folks? Procrastination works. Look, no, you're no, going to make me start procrastinating. <laughs> it's the pressure. Oh, the, the pressure, pressure gets on you and your brain goes into overdrive. That's true. Like I, I've definitely, I've experienced that for sure myself. There, There's a certain amount of, uh, like, motivation or adrenaline who knows what it is but there's there's certain inspirations you can find uh from procrastination <laughs> it's true yeah because it, it's funny when i try and sit down and do an assignment the hardest part is focusing on that assignment because it's like my brain tells me well it's not due till then so you can slack off a bit but when it comes down to the wire and the pressure's on your brain just like focuses so hard on what you're doing for some reason and then I'm, I'm flying food, through tabs. But I could be working. Hmm. I, I don't want to advocate drinking alcohol. <laughs> but I there are probably multiple classes, like just one or two shots to get my own brain out of the way and stop overthinking it or putting it off and just like diarrhea words on paper. Like for me, it... I, I, yeah, like that, that was just like for, especially if it was writing intensive, like writing reports or whatever, that was the only thing that, uh, that worked for me. Cause other, like I overthink things a lot like you, it's like, oh, this isn't due for a while or, uh, how am I going to start this paragraph or like, you know, but like I would, I would just get my brain out of the way just enough so that I could just start like just writing something. I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is that initial, just like putting something down. You know, a lot of people say you should just write about anything. Like don't even just ignore the topic and just write about whatever, you know, like overwatchers so just start putting words on paper. And then like that, just whatever, for whatever reason, get your brain in that mode. For me, booze did that, but I'm not, you know, just say it. Yeah. Procrastination creative writing, booze, whatever you need, you know, whatever your inspiration. It uh it's it's hard. It's hard to start from nothing. When you actually when... reminded me of something. And it's really quick. I was for a different project in my drawing class. There's just me, I remember sitting at my table. I have the paper laid out. I have my pencil in my hand. It's like this first mark I put down is literally going to the side everything about this paper and i'm just <laughs> that's, that's... constantly putting my pencil closer and taking it away I'm like oh oh not right there oh not that no, corner. This, this mark's not good no no it has to be a perfect mark gotta get that brain out of the way man mm -hmm. 
Uh, last question. Room, desk, and car. Which do you clean first? I don't have a car, so. It seems to be a theme with our last few guests. I I just have extreme amount of stress whenever I try and drive. I don't do it. It's but... like I could kill a man with one wrong move. <laughs> exactly. It's well, always, so always my room. Thought to get your brain out of there. Your room? If you like, you see my my bed behind me. It's it's nice. If I were to turn this camera around, you would just see a mess of cables because I got like everything just behind this monitor. It's awful. There's like a connector, a power cord. There's like three outlets being plugged in. I just have controllers wrapped up in cables. I have my Elgato. There's everything over it. It's terrible. So definitely keep the room clean. Desk is meh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wick says, millennials hate cars. The reason why might surprise you. <laughs> Clickbait. I uh, I think it's a regional thing too because I know pe- like most of the people that I grew up with, like as from California, everybody has a car. That's like very much a symbol of freedom because California is a large place and there's re- the central. There's really really terrible public transit, so you have to own a car if you want to go everywhere because everything's really spread out. And so like. The day you turn 16, you go and take your driving test and it's just like, this is like, I can fucking, I can actually live my life now. So like you look forward to it for years up until that moment when you can go take the test. And, but I've talked to people from, I have, I have a lot of family that lives in Idaho and, uh, a lot of them just like, no, I don't want to get my license. <laughs> just like, so I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know what it is, but so for you, you said it's an anxiety thing for you. Just the oh. responsibility of so a big piece so, of metal flying down the street. One memory that stuck in my head. I had to do a driving lesson late at night and we had to take like a, just a long highway and turn around at one point. And when I got home, my legs were so sore because I did not untense them. The entire like hour I was driving, driving, it was awful Just getting home. Pure stress. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I can't do it. And I didn't I didn't do anything wrong actually that day. It was like I did everything perfectly fine. But when I got home and I like went to bed, like my legs were just in pain. Huh. that's crazy. I, I like I I just I can't relate. I get I it was just from such a young age that it was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to get my first car. My first car was a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. I pr- it it probably one. shouldn't have been on the street. It was an 86 Ford Tempo. And uh, it was a manual transmission. AC didn't work. I don't think the heater worked. Like it was just, but it was a car and I could go where I wanted. And I was just like, all right. I, we, yeah, it was, we, we hit a lot of things on purpose with that car because it was, <laughs> it was three years older than me, so it was already like thirteen years leg. old when I got it. So it was it was basically a demolition derby car. We would we would cause a lot of undue harm to the city I grew up in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, James, you have any other questions for uh, Flying Fish here? I do. Final question. Why did you decide to settle on Flying Fishy 22 as your name? All right. I, last I checked, I'm not you, but okay. So when it was like, when did the Xbox 360 come out? That was like how many years ago? 
Because that's the start of when I first got my username. 12 years. Uh, man, that was, that's a long time. But when I when that came out, I got my uh, Xbox account because I was graciously gifted with one Xbox 360. And at the time, Spore was also like the most popular game for kids. And just like that night before, I learned that you could do something called fly fishing in tribal stage of Spore. So I just did flying fishy because I was trying to think of something fun to do. And then Microsoft generated the 58 because you can't have no numbers in your name, I guess. And that's it. Hmm. People think that's based on the animal. And sometimes they joke about that, but it has nothing to do with the animal at all. And there you have it, the origin of Flying Fishy 58. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for chatting with us. Flying Heart had oh, some magic harps. And I was like, oh, they're flying fish. That's what I assume. Magic harps? They're not even flying fish. They're like salmon, aren't they? Yeah, but they like they fly up the, the rivers. They go up waterfalls and shit. That's just swimming really good. <laughs> so. Flying is just falling with style. No, that's literally what they do. That's what salmon do. They just swim really fast. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a Mario reference, because those are always my least favorite levels of the original oh, the Mario cheeks. Brothers, where the, the the fish are popping out of the water when you're trying to run across the level. Mm-hmm. You know, the classic Mario flying fish. So That's interesting. Always interesting to know where the names come from. To be fair, salmon also, or, I mean, flying fish also don't fly. They glide. Oh, that's true. They pop out and they just like kind of glide style. back down. Falling with style. Seagulls and hawks just kill them. <laughs> Falling really with sad. style. What is that from? That's from Toy, Toy Story, Story, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, we're not flying, Woody. We're falling with style. Yes. The rocket fucking explodes behind them. <laughs> Can you give us the entire scene, James? Uh, I'm just kidding. Can you narrate it like... <laughs> Like you're reading a script in a storyboard? Please. I have to have the script. Can you storyboard that for us? All right. Well, Fishy, thank you very much for being here with us. We're going to take a short break, everyone. Uh, Three minutes. And then uh, can you watch a music? I don't know what that means. Oh, Synesthesia. It's when you see the music. Uh. It's colors. (laughs) So we're going to take a short break. Um, We'll be right back. Go uh, hit the bucket. Drink your drink, smoke your smoke, do what you do. And when we come back, first thing when we come back is a fresh off the grill Chiefs beef. We're going to get into it. So if James and Fishy, you want to make sure you have that up and ready to go. We're all going to watch that together and we're going to decide which one is the bigger beef. So tell all your friends we got a fresh Chiefs beef right when we get back. Uh, If you guys just want to mute yourself and go, uh, you know, take a little break and we'll be right back. Um, we're going to jump into the Chiefs beef, though. You got here right on time for some fresh beef. So I'm going to have these guys unmute themselves. We're going to switch to our media view, and we're going to we're gonna dive right into some, some juicy beef. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm going to pause the music Hi there. here. And we're going we're gonna to go into this beef. Mashif assured me that this beef was a good one. He says that every time. And then we get it wrong every time. And we get we do get it wrong every time. It's always a curveball with this guy. Although it's starting to feel like maybe he's the one that's wrong. 
Because I'm pretty sure he's he he was definitely wrong about Costco. And uh, what was it? What was the other one? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna jump into it. Here's the beef. So if you have it up, guys, we'll we'll hit play on go. So I'll do one, two, three, go, and then we'll play. Mm-hmm. You guys ready? Yep. All right. One, two, three, go. Welcome everyone to another episode of Shifts. Beef! We're down here at JTR, HNBR, Studio Net Player Headquarters. We are bringing you the beef of the week. Here's your host, Miss Sheaf, with the beef. Welcome to the ring. I'm your host, Miss Sheaf, bringing you this week's major beefs. We got two beefs that are going to go head-to-head. Major And we'll beefs. figure out which one of the two is the beefiest. Let's get right into it. First beef. Meetings. <laughs> Meetings are the biggest fucking waste of time in this country. Did you know we spend $35 billion fucking dollars a year on business meetings? Countless hours, times, and dollars that we will never get back to something that could ultimately 99.999% of the email. time ha- could have been a goddamn email. Mm. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> In-person meetings are really fucking annoying because generally speaking, they're poorly thought out, poorly planned, zero participation from the audience, and low engagement. Now, why is that? It's because most of the people in the meeting don't fucking have to be there. They're just there for posterity. They either think that they should be there, management thinks they should be there, or if they weren't there, they would feel slighted. It's the way it's always Here's been. Here's the problem with the meeting, though. If it's full of people that don't need to be there, being presented by someone that doesn't really want to present it, or... It could have been a fucking email. You're going to have a bunch of dissatisfied, disengaged, uninterested fucking employees that are just there wasting fucking time. There's no reason most of the time to have an actual meeting. This fucking meme right Mm -hmm. here, this meeting about the meeting to discuss the meeting that we just met about, this is supposed to be a joke, but it's not. I've been (laughs) to meetings about meetings before, and I don't fucking like meeting about them. Most of the time... This shit could be an email, and it's wasting everyone's lives. That's why, meetings, you are the first beef of the week. Second beef, stock photos. He's been now using stock photos this whole time. And I'm looking for stock <laughs> photos, and I'm realizing, holy shit, these are the most unrepresentative photos in the world. Is there a meeting with smiling people in this world? No. Is there a boardroom <laughs> Full of a perfect mix of diverse people? Probably <laughs> not. I certainly again. bet they don't all have a bunch of smiles or a fucking succubus plant or whatever. <laughs> succubus the fuck plant. That is. Hey, Lady Navio has a succubus on her desk though. right now. Hold on. Uh oh. He's throwing us a curveball again. Hello, voter. My name is Rachel Groves calling with what? the Get Out the Vote crew to help our candidate Mike Fine and no. the corruption in Washington. <laughs> now, I'm not, vo- I'm not voting for that if clown. We can count on your vote. Can, uh, press can you one. remove me from the list? If we can't count on your vote, please you hold the be connected with an available election coordinator to help understand what Mike can do to make you fine with voting for him this November. It's not it's not happening. Okay, fuck that. It's so stupid. Okay. Sorry about that. We're in the middle of filming a beef. Uh, okay, so stock photos. The other thing about them is the permissions and the licensing. It's not always what you think it's going to be. Oh, the beef is about to change. <laughs> yes. Inform press is filing lawsuit against you. Huh? To get more information about this case file, no. Please no, call immediately on our department number two zero. 
It's the IRS. You got to answer it, Mashif. Okay, so stock photos. You go and use the permissions. Like you try and actually buy one, like on iStock or Adobe, and then you try and start altering and everything, and then you find out that the permission isn't. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is a local area code. It's probably actually something I need to. Hi, this Hello? is Janet with Hilton Rewards. You've been selected for a special members only reward package at I've one of our members. I've received all of those phone calls. I've never been Please to a Hilton stay on before. the line while you are connected to fuck? a rewards concierge. Okay, from your list. Please, okay. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> all I'm trying to do is do a fucking beef here. Talk about some stock photos. Okay. So the other part about stock photos that's really fucking annoying is that some of some of the times with the permissions and the licensing that you can't do. Hello, we yes? are calling about your recent inquiry about obtaining health Why insurance. Why would I inquire about health insurance? Health insurance, insurance there it is. Of course, you wouldn't know that because you're just a fucking robot. Get bent. Okay, that's it. Robocalls. You're this week's new beef. Stock photos. <laughs> I knew you're it. gonna get your first pass. Okay, official first pass pass of the beef of the week. Robocalls. What the fuck is with this? I've had the same phone number for 15 years, and I've never, never had yeah. this many fucking robocalls hit my cell phone. Every phone number in my house has been registered to the Do Not Call registry, and I I make sure every year to renew it, renew, renew, renew. Because these fucking phone calls are incessant and they never stop. The really shitty thing that's going on lately is they're using local area code numbers to dial those numbers. True. So that way they can trick you into answering the phone. Now, if a robocall was actually something that I wanted or needed, like, hey, your prescription's ready to be picked up, or hey, your car's done, or whatever, those are fine. I got no problem with those phone calls. It's the stupid advertising marketing ones that there's not a single fucking person. I hope to God there's not one person on this planet, in this country, that falls for this bullshit, IRS scam, insurance inquiries, rewards programs. You just want a, a free fucking trip, okay? Fuck you, robo-dialers. <laughs> Whoever you are out there in the internet doing this shit, knock it the fuck off. You're wasting everyone's time, and you're driving me fucking crazy. You're the new second beef of the week. Jimmy, James, Fishy. You going to get this week's beef? Are you going to name the beef of the week? Let's stick around and find out. I want to hear from chat. I want to see what everyone's got to say. Thank you so much for sticking around for this week's beef. Let's get to the discussion all right i pause it at 629 there's a there's a second part of the video where he tells us if we're right or not so mm. dude i don't even remember what the first one was because shit dude i i 100 percent agree with robocalls i, oh, I don't yeah. know what do you guys I think two stories about robocalls all right you're on the stage it's all you the first story this was back i think it was like the first quarter of college and i got called on my phone and it was obviously it was obviously a robocall. So I don't remember what it was trying to sell me. For a week straight, they called me, and not even at the same time. They called me and kept doing the same thing. I woke up at 3 a.m. on a college school day just because they wanted to sell me some shit. I was pissed that day, waking up that early. I had to wake up at like 8 that day. It sucked. And then... The other one, which I've never actually answered because it's just so ridiculous. There have been two years, this year and last year, where 
I get for a week straight again calls from Nigeria. <laughs> Just. But it's probably a prince, dude. He's got money. He's trying to. <laughs> yeah. It's never the same number, but they're all from Nigeria. <laughs> I have, I can just look through my call history and I can just see Nigeria, Nigeria. And there's like, sometimes it's three calls a day. Sometimes it's two calls a day, but there's just, I don't get it. Why is Nigeria calling me on like five different numbers for a week? And then they just give up until next year. I'm expecting it next year. We should, it's- we should document it. We should figure it out and like, I'm afraid to answer. <laughs> you should answer it on stream. I fear just, for my life. I do. What if Nigeria comes for me? <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I'm i definitely uh, – this one's a no-brainer for me. Meetings are annoying. I definitely – I'm uh, meetings are iffy because I do actually appreciate some like – face-to-face interaction i don't think everything mm-hmm. is best suited for email i do actually like certain meetings like if it's a one-on-one meeting to be like hey this is what's going on this is what we got to do like i have one-on-ones with my boss pretty often and they're usually fairly productive but when mm-hmm. the whole office gets together so that you know the boss can be like this is our plan for the next quarter it's just like okay Synergy meeting guy yeah yeah like some of those meetings are definitely not necessary. But I think for me personally, I agree with Mashif. Lately, the robocalls have gotten out of hand. Like, I get probably at least three or four robocalls a week. And I've, you know, I've gotten the politician ones, I've gotten the IRS ones. That there's a, this, you, the, it's like, like this robot straight up voice that's like, there is an issue with your IRS tax report and you are under investigation. Please call this number. And I'm like, fucking really? Like mm-hmm. if the IRS had a problem with me, they'd probably be sending me something in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I don't know. It, the, 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 the robocalls yeah. are out of control lately. I saw I, the car, the, the, uh, what's the other one? Not car insurance, but, uh, the, uh, health insurance. No, no, it's a car one. It's a warranty. Mm. Like the the your warranty is about to run out. You got to renew it. Like there's there's like four or five. There's health insurance. There's the car warranty. There's the the local senator, um, the IRS. You know, there's like four or five different ones that I get on a fairly regular basis. And it's just like, how the fuck did like I don't put my phone number anywhere. I have no idea how they even got a hold of this information. So 100% robocalls would probably be my beef if I had to choose one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I don't even, whenever my phone gets a call, I don't even pick up. Same. My grandmother was trying to contact me the other day, and I was ignoring it. And then she messaged me, Christian, I'm trying to call you. And I was like, oh, all right. Because it was from a number that, was, that didn't say grandma. So it, I didn't it know. It doesn't have caller ID. I don't answer it. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes I get lucky and it just says, probably spam. And I'm like, cool. Just ignore it. But Mashif made a good point. Some of, some of the times they've been from local area codes. Like That's more, what I find really funny. More lately, of- like they've been mm-hmm. from like area codes that I live in or that I grew up in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm better, I, it might be, I'm, I better answer this. No, see, that's why. Because I used to answer them. Because I'm like, oh, well, someone's calling me. It might be important. But then over time, I'm just like, I'm not going to answer them. Oh, yeah. That's, chances are 
it's not important. And when they are, they leave me a voicemail. That's and then true. I know like, oh, they, I should call back about this. Because it's funny, for some reason, a credit card company keeps calling me and asking for my mother. And I keep telling them, I'm not who you're looking for. I don't <laughs> you say she wife. did. I thought about saying that, but I was like, no, they might actually come after me. <laughs> then they'll try and sell you a coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ninja Breadmon did, did agree with you. He made the same point. He actually chose meetings because he said robocalls, you can hang up or block them. Uh, like you, you can choose not to answer if you don't recognize the number. So there, I guess there's some truth to that. But like, I don't know. I you, I, I guess I habitually just answer my phone. Maybe that's my problem. I just need to not answer if I don't recognize the number. Oh, um, after that time with like waking up at three a.m., I never answer my phone anymore. Yeah, I'm not even gonna risk it. Probably gonna go into debt one day. Just forgetting. I remember one time I did answer to one. And it was a human. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. He was trying to sell me a timeshare. And he was like, so, sir, do you, have a, do you have a significant other? And I was like, oh, I do, actually. And he's like, she will love it. It's a great <laughs> beautiful skies. And I'm, like, listening to his whole pitch. And he's like, yeah, we're doing this whole open house at this time. You know, it's in the local area. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he's like, so are you in? And I was like, oh, no. And then I hung up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was going to be his one sale. <laughs> That's uh have you guys so speaking of before we before we find the answer for the beef mm-hmm. uh recently I have uh become a fan of uh a Twitch streamer. Well, he didn't start on Twitch. I think he started on YouTube, but he he scams the scammers. Oh, Kit Bogo. Oh, Kit Bogo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is awesome. If if you guys have never seen that. So he he has a he has a soundboard with like he he does like voice modulations and stuff and he'll like hack their computers and they'll like it's it's really entertaining. No, I definitely... don't open the nudes folder. <laughs> yeah, he'll put it. He'll intentionally like he'll 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 use a virtual machine and he'll intentionally plant like a folder on the desktop that says nudes or something. And, and so like when they when they like when they log into his computer and start poking around and then they'll just like infect themselves with the virus. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it, it's really entertaining. I I I much appreciate the the uh work that he's done to uh hack the hackers. It's pretty good stuff. If you've never seen it, definitely uh I we can drop the link. But he's he's a, he's a fun guy to watch. All right, so what? It, so I think are we unanimously? Are we all saying that it's uh, robocalls? Robocalls. Mm-hmm. robocalls. I'm gonna agree with robocalls. We'll see. We'll see if Machief's on the same page with us. He may. I mean, he really stretched out the robocall skit. There were like four or five robocalls. Mm-hmm. Like he he made it a big deal in that first half of that video, so I'm gonna say that from once we might agree with Mashif that it's robocalls. If he says meetings, I'm gonna fire his ass, and we're gonna find a new. We're gonna hire Bella. It's gonna be Bella's B for the week, because <laughs> at that point he's just intentionally choosing the other option, knowing what we're gonna choose. Just to fuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give Bella your job, Mashif, if you keep fucking us. So, uh, so let you, so here we go. I'm at uh, six twenty nine. So we're gonna on go. We'll we'll hit play and we'll we'll see what the results are. One, two, three, go. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome back to the beef. <laughs> 
of the week. Let's get in the stadium and see which is the beef of the week. Robocalls. You're the fucking beef of All the century. Right. Fuck these we beef. did, we did it, it. Of course it's robocalls. This shit should be illegal. These people oh, need shit, to be drawn, bad. quartered, tarred, and feathered. Okay? If you're doing robocalls, I got knock it. it the fuck off. No one's going to vote for your guy. No one's going to fall for your marketing gimmick. If I want insurance, I'll go and fucking get insurance people to give me the insurance. If I need uh, an IRS issue resolved, guess what? I'll contact the IRS. I'm not going to fall for your phony baloney bullshit. Okay, nobody falls for this. Fuck you, you're wasting everyone's time and driving people crazy. That's the Beaver of the Week. Nice. Nice. We did it. It's actually funny, the thing about the IRS, you see, I'm taking a class about federal tax. So now I'm an expert in all things IRS, obviously. And they only only search about 1% of all people because they're severely understaffed. And use an algorithm to figure out who they should search. Huh. So chances so are you're never going to get audited. Hmm, Fishy? You're saying you can get away with tax fraud? No, no, no. Just if you're trying to, that's what that's what tips it off. Basically. Minor tax every, fraud. Yeah, minor tax fraud. That's fine. <laughs> like, like in uh, Vermont, he, a big problem is if you leave to the next state over, there's no sales tax. So people will buy stuff over there, bringing it back. And you're supposed to let Vermont know and pay a use tax on it. Because while you bought it over there, you're using it here. But people don't do that. And there's even a little check on the tax form that's like, it's probably around $50, so I'm going to give you 50 and we're, we're good. It's a big problem with stuff like Amazon as well, where they don't charge sales tax. A lot of states are like trying to get that money. I think Amazon started to though, right? Like mm-hmm. the if it depending on the state that you're in, like they'll because I get taxed when I buy stuff on Amazon. Like I definitely get California state taxed on that shit. Mm-hmm. So I think I th- the the states that are more strict, I think Amazon has cracked down a little bit on it just so they don't get boned. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's actually funny. The IRS has three different types of audits, and you don't want the other two. Because that's when they actually like send agents to your house and are like, show us the documents. Yeah. In that level. The first one, they're just like, there's like a number here that might be wrong. Can you like mail us this thing and then we'll check it out and that's it? Yeah, some of them are just verification stuff. Like, hey, uh, we noticed uh, an influx here. Was that a gift? Was that, what was that? And you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah my mom gave just me a thousand dollars. I've always relied on the generosity of older women. Yeah, but then there's the then there's the one where it's like, oh, you came back from Vegas with ten thousand dollars. What happened? <laughs> it's just like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. I may or may not have sold uh, a lot of weed out of state. That's not personal experience, by the way. It's a friend. Um, so we have come to the second half of the show. And it is time for us to discuss certain matters that need discussing. Namely, the fact that there's a caveman on Twitch. <laughs> there is. We're I gonna, have no idea about this. Yeah, we're going to watch this clip. I posted it. I posted it in the Discord. But you can watch on the stream if you want. There's a caveman on Twitch. You all should know about it. He's very excited about rocks. 
Some of these personality accounts are some of my favorites. Like, I love anyone who's been around my stream long enough knows that I love Cardboard Cowboy. He's amazing. And so, like, shit, like, like creative stuff like this, just, I love it. Even, even his little, he's got a green screen, but then within his box, it's just like a rock behind him. Mm hmm. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> it's perfect. So, like, watch it. This clip is amazing. Fuck. Yes? You, you like. You want one rock? We have many more rock. We show you. I love this rock night in okay. the corner. <laughs> we look. We react to rock. Here we go. Yes! It's again! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Love it. But we see this rock, this same rock from before. It's still just as good, but we could see more rock. rock. You want more rock? Oh, oh. God, show more rock. Yes! Rock! Yes! Oh my god. Go, go, rock! Go, go, rock! Go, 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 uh, his name is Whizbing. Oh no, that was who clipped it. Uh, it's uh, let's go to his channel. Let's give him some hypes. His name. Oh look, look at it. Even his, he's got like overlays for his. It's perfect. I love it. His name is Wayner Adio TV Ray. Oh. Wayne Wayne Radio TV. I can't fucking that. It was. It's all lowercase. You can't blame me for that. Mm, I tried my not. best. Still good. <laughs> Wayne Radio TV. It looks like he's streaming right now. We should probably host him when we're done. Maybe maybe he's cavemanning it up. Thank you guys for the bits. By the way, I appreciate it. Thanks for showing some love. Um, so yeah, there's cave, apparently cavemen, they, they can't, they haven't figured out how to like, you know, communicate effectively, but they figured out Twitch. Mm -hmm. So we've been blessed by their presence and they have yeah, rocks. The cavemen probably have a similar IQ to most of the Fortnite viewers. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but now they're learning Or how Trump to supporters. Talk. Oh. <laughs> Getting. What was that? Flying fish? Well, now they're going to be on Twitch. Before they were just on Fortnite. They're that's, they're evolving slowly. That's true. Now they'll discover fire. Once you discover fire, it's all over. Oh no, it's all over. I'm going to keep this guy's name up because we might we might end up raiding him if he's still streaming when this when this show gets over. We might go raid that guy. Mm -hmm. Also in the news. I need to pull it up here. I'm going to I'm going to give you a blank tab cuz I'm going to pull it up. I this, wonder what it could be. This just no, it's it's not your Trump shit. We're not going to talk about that yet. Treason? Treason? <laughs> Treason? Treason? Question mark? No, this one right here. Uh this one we got to talk about. This is going to take a minute. Tell Fishy his room looked better when I lived in it. Ooh, Voyager Coda. Oh, okay, Parker. Uh, oh. Someone you know? Pulling He's out my the roommate. Real name. He was my roommate when I was back uh, at SCAD year, like two years ago. He lived in your room? Yeah, it was a dual room. Oh. I guess it was four people, but we were in the same like bedroom. 
I mean, maybe you should earn it, Voyager Coda. <laughs> maybe you should follow your your man and his dreams. He left me. Oh, see, yeah, you left him. You're the asshole. It's too maybe. late. I've replaced you, man. <laughs> you have been replaced. <laughs> All right, so check this out. So everybody knows about the whole controversy with loot boxes. I named this stream Loot Box Heroes because of this post. This shit's hilarious. So nobody really likes loot boxes. Like, if I want a skin, just let me fucking pay for the skin, right? Like, mm-hmm. this whole gambling to get maybe what you want, like, no. I, I, I have money. Let me spend my money and buy the thing that I want. That's one thing I actually really appreciate about League of Legends. They have a pseudo loot box thing, but like I know that I can go in the store and just be like, I want that skin, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of games, you, you you don't have that option. You buy keys and maybe you open 10 chests and you might get the thing that you want. Like The whole loot box system, it's essentially gambling. Whether you want to admit it or not, whatever you know, ecosystem or game or culture that you come from Belgium the Belgium gaming commission recently told uh 2K games that uh no your your loot boxes are uh they're gambling so what did 2K do they sent out this appeal to their community to their fans and i'm going to read this word for word because it's that fucking funny to me that they did this 2K Games said, The Belgium Gaming Commission has stated that games which include certain loot box-style mechanics violate gambling laws in Belgium. While we disagree with this position, we are working to comply with the BGC's current interpretation of the laws. As a result, we have made some local changes to the My Team mode. These changes are necessary in order for us to accommodate the BGC's interpretation of the Belgium Gaming Act. Specifically, we will be turning off the ability to purchase packs with premium non-earned currency slash VC dot gamers are still able to acquire packs with my team points. We will be continuing conversations with BGC in order to explain our view on how NBA 2K and my team pack purchases already comply with local laws. If here's the best part, if you agree, we recommend that you contact your local government representative to communicate your opinion. We will keep the community posted on any developments. We apologize for any inconvenience. They basically said, hey, can you do this? Like, uh, yeah, we, we like loot boxes because we get money. Can you go tell your, your government officials that you want to pay us money to buy loot boxes? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I know I'm I'm a software developer. I know that developers need to make money. They need to make income. Make a good product and people will buy it. The, all of this fucking stuff in these games like the it's it's the most like for me personally, it's the most how do you it's the most uh pompous 
No, no, no. Like it's so incredibly self righteous for them to say mm, yeah. that like you need to go tell your officials that this is the way you want to earn your content. Yeah. And I love this first comment. The very first comment, the top voted twenty three point three thousand points calls local government representative thanks them for doing a good job <laughs> <laughs> thanks for keeping the loot boxes out of my games like for real mm-hmm. it's it's so incredibly like presumptuous to to ask your audience that's already probably paying too much for your game to call their government officials so that you can continue to nickel and dime your audience yeah like so I know why it's such an argument because technically it's not gambling because you always get something, even if it's just like five coins, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like if you went to a casino, you, you throw $20 down and you, you lose it all, but then they give you a penny back. It's like you you got a penny. Mm-hmm. It's still gambling. I mean, yeah. if you, if you, if you were to go to a casino, let's pay, let's say you spend a couple hundred bucks across various games. You play some slots, you play some blackjack. What they do, and we've had this conversation previously, they will eventually just be like, hey, uh, let us comp you a room for a night. Like, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, you know what? Like, you're a patron here. We're going we're gonna to let you stay one extra night. Because they know that you're going to spend more money. If it's less money towards like the hotel or whatever, then it's more money to them on right. the casino to get you hooked. And it's probably going to be more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you're going to spend more money on the slots actually gambling. Exactly. And that's how all of these systems work, right? They, they're, they're like, oh, we'll give you something because mm-hmm. they know that next time there's that hope that like, oh, like, oh, yeah, you know, like in the, in the long run, the house always wins. A hundred percent of the time. There's 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 the one person who will get the the rare knife skin in CS:GO or whatever that he can sell for, you know, a couple hundred bucks, but for the most part the house always wins. And that's gambling. That's textbook 100%. However you want to paint it, whatever you want to call it, that's gambling. And it just it's ridiculous to me that they would even like ask their community because most people are already fed up with it. Like that's the thing is like, look at this. This post itself, like I've, it's rare to see a post with seventy two thousand upvotes. <laughs> like people are not happy about loot boxes already. And then on top of that, to be like, oh yeah, you need to call your government officials. No, if a, if a company is doing that, they're really low down there. They never depend on like the actual people to call government officials for anything. Yeah, no, we had we had like a whole list of other things to talk about, but I saw this post and I was just like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, I want to know what exactly you can get from these loot boxes. Yeah, in a, in a in a basketball game. Oh, at least it's not. I EA have seen this before. Battlefront Two loot boxes. See, because I remember this now. My brother plays NBA 2K18. Oh, shit. And I was like, why do you need $100 worth of in-game currency? It's because your your basketball player, they need to level up their stats. How do you do that? 
got to open those loot boxes up. You get stats from loot boxes? Yeah, I remember this now because he was like, yeah, my... my That's like can't... pay to win on top of pay to win. No, no, because see, there's a cap. So everyone competes at that same cap, but you got to spend money to get there. Because I was like, why do you need to drop $100 for this? And he's like, oh, because I need my three-point shooter to get three-pointers more consistently. So I got to upgrade that attribute. And I was like, wait a minute. At what point are you playing a game and not spending money? If any of my family tried to do that, I'd slap them. <laughs> like, I, I spend money on Overwatch for skins every so often. I also, like, I, I go to college, I do work, I, I get a job, spend that money. I don't like, oh, let's just uh, spend uh, 20 bucks trying to pay to win on a game. Right but here. son, but son, we have three loot boxes here. This loot box over here has um, Brussels sprouts in it. And this loot box has a cheeseburger, and this loot box has a, a steak dinner, um, and so you can you can open all three, but you're gonna have to pay for them. You're gonna have to pay for three keys to open uh, those 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 dinner boxes. Now, I mean, obviously, nutrition wise, as a college student, you probably want to hope for that steak dinner, but it's not guaranteed. That you're gonna get that steak dinner, so you probably should really, you know, you probably should open all three and then decide. I'll just go for instant ramen. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's funny you brought up Overwatch because there's some skins you could just straight up buy, yeah, but then I there's have... some you have to buy loot boxes. But me, I haven't spent any money on loot boxes, but you still get a pretty good amount of the currency. So if I really wanted yeah. a skin, I could just buy it. I'm at a state in Overwatch where I have like 13,000 coins saved up. I get every item, every event just from playing the game. Mm-hmm. I don't. I rarely have to actually like buy loot boxes unless I just feel like putting money into the game. Yeah, no. I mean, if you play a game that much, uh, that I mean, that's one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I only put like what five bucks per event, which is like every two or three months. That's not that bad compared to the hundred dollars to level up your characters. Yeah, but what James is essentially saying is that in, uh, specifically in this uh, NBA, you know, 2K18 or whatever, there's stats. Like, it's not just skins. It's it's straight pay to win at that point, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I found it, and it's like, here's some of the attributes you can upgrade. Layups, dunks, mid-range, three-pointers, ball handling, <laughs> passing... Post offense, rebounding, steals, blocks, vertical, lateral quickness, speed, acceleration, strength, stamina, and it continues to go lower. And those are things you can get from crates? Yeah, you have to buy it. So wait, when you open one crate, does that level up all the stats or just one? I don't know. It's just talking about how the grind is compared to spending money and what kind of stuff you get. So how long would it take to grind versus spending money, does it say? He just says, that means you have to play hours of game, games to earn VC, the currency, or buy 75000 of it for $20. In general, playing my career mode is a constant reminder of how much VC you don't have, as the game will frequently present you with the option to purchase more. I'm pretty sure someone did the math on Star Wars Battlefront 2, which had the same system. You had to play 40 hours straight of the campaign to get Darth Vader. Where yeah, like the, the one hero character. Yeah, it was it was awful. Because mm-hmm. I remember people brought that up too. They're like, "It's not pay to win." 
But then there were straight up upgrades. Like if you have all these cards for the for the bomber, you straight up have like a hundred and eighty percent more HP. And it's like, it's, how is that fair and balanced? To it's not pay to win. Else? You'll just really, really not win. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not pay to not win. There's a chance. It's like two percent. <laughs> mm-hmm. So did you guys did you guys see this? This is one that was really interesting to me. Um, we we had been talking about so Blizzard had been hiring people for a Diablo project or two. We found out that mm-hmm. one of those projects was to bring uh, Diablo three to the Switch, and then we were speculating that the other part of that was that they were gonna hopefully be working on a new game, and we joked about it being like a mobile game. Well, then this news report came out. I don't know if you guys saw this. Diablo, Netflix, and Blizzard reportedly working on a new series. Hmm. So, Blizzard, I'm not going to go through the details, but, I mean, I can share the link with you guys real quick. I guess they're going to be bringing a Diablo series to Netflix. And our ultimate hope is that Blizzard is smart enough to... Hopefully this is like a cross, like some type of promotional deal leading up to... A new game or maybe another big DLC release for Diablo. Hopefully it's not just a Netflix series. Like Diablo hasn't had any new IP for a while. But I think a Netflix series could be a cool lead in to something. Or maybe it's just to promote Diablo 3 on the Switch, which I hope that's not all it is, but That'd be a lot of money just to promote the Switch release. <laughs> I can, although I can imagine them doing something like the Castlevania Netflix series. I've seen like four or five episodes of whatever season one was. It was pretty good. And yeah, that's how this article begins. With the wild success of the Netflix adaptation of Castlevania. Yeah, there you go. I'd be surprised that another company is looking to delve into the world of video game-based series. Because a lot crazy? of those video game movies... Ooh, those are well, and bad. what was the other space-themed uh, Dead Space Dead Space mm-hmm. had a had an animated movie or two, right? That they used to yeah. like. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, I, it, it's not, not a. It's not unheard of to have a decent like animated series to promote your game, but like Diablo three is getting old now. So I'm hoping that it's not. I, I'm hoping that it's moving or leading towards something new. But I don't know. Diablo 3 would be really cool to play on the Switch. I'm going to have to buy a Switch eventually. Oh, I have one. It's totally worth it. Yeah? You can play all the games while you poop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my Switch would just sit by my toilet. Because otherwise, I'm either at my computer or I'm on my phone or I'm at work. Like, I feel like the Switch would just be my, my, poop, my poop console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. like I, I still own the 3DS. But I never play it because I'm like, if I have time to sit down and play the 3DS, I have my laptop and I have games on there. <laughs> right. I sit in bed. I, from the amount of time I've just been sitting in bed, if you browse my Twitter, you might have seen I've put in an insane amount of hours into Xenoblade 2 on the Switch. Nice. Mm-hmm. Just because I can sit in bed and play it. Yeah. I, I can see that. I Generally, I'm either on my phone or watching a show with Lady Navia when I'm in bed, but... I don't know. Like it's, I could. There are scenarios where I could see the Switch being something that I would pick up and play. 
Mm-hmm. Has there been has there, has there been an eternal announcement for the Switch? Is there eternal on the Switch yet? Mm, not yet. Because my phone dies crazy fast. I need a new phone. Mm-hmm. I keep want I installed Eternal on my phone and then I start playing it and it's like your phone is at twenty percent and I'm like fuck. Ah, uh, so you got to get the Note Five. You know, <laughs> it comes with a hundred thousand V bucks on it. Oh yeah, I'll just let me Fortnite. let me let me save up a few hundred dollars to buy a Note. No, I need a new phone really bad. Like my phone, the battery's terrible, the screen's terrible, and I keep I want to play Eternal. I've been wanting to play it. Like if if a bunch of good card games came to the Switch. That might that might give me incentive to get one because I feel like I would definitely play some card games on it. I can see them putting Hearthstone on there. Yeah, Hearthstone, Eternal, Minion Masters, you know, whatever it is. Just the, I feel like it's Live a perfect. You got the touch screen. I feel like it's a perfect platform for those types of games. Let's be honest, the Switch is a perfect platform for a lot of games. I mean, they're killing it right now. I feel like every day there's some new announcement coming out that something's coming out on the... Uh, a direct tomorrow. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Spire? Uh, Slay the Spire? Slay the Spire was announced. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Diablo 3. That's I mean, a game I play on the Switch. Okami. That was ported to Switch. Hmm? Okami. Oh, like a yeah. classic uh, PS2 Wii game. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You're joking. <laughs> Excuse me. So who's the new host? <laughs> I died. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Diablo's coming to Netflix. I don't know when, but it's happening. And I can breathe, I promise. <laughs> so... Do you, do you know when that uh, Discord market is supposed to go live, James? Do you have any info on that? Based on info I've gathered over the couple weeks, I would assume it's going live sometime this year before December. Because that's based on what the Beta Dwarf devs have said about when it's going to go free to play. So it's probably going to coincide with the release of that market very soon after it. So maybe by October. So for those who don't know, everyone's trying to get into the game market. Market. (laughs) (laughs) The game store market, I guess would be the best way to say it. Because Steam and maybe a couple other players like GOG.com has some of that space. The Microsoft store. Oh, fuck the Microsoft (laughs) store. Humble Bundle's got, like, a chunk of the market. Like, there's a couple other digital distribution platforms. But Steam, everybody knows, like, Steam's the biggest player. And everyone, you know, Origin, they're trying to do their thing. Uh, Blizzard has expanded to some of their Activision titles. Everyone's got a digital market these days. Well, the latest uh, player in the game that they're hoping to make waves is Discord. The voice service that we all know and love. I've got a Discord server. Anyone who's a Twitch streamer has a Discord server. Um, They have decided that their next step is to create a game uh, store and marketplace and, and social gaming ecosystem. And uh, Minion Master is a game that a lot of us know, that a lot of us play as a part of mine or James's community. 
they partnered with Discord and said, "Okay, we'll release our game on your platform first. Well, it's it's it'll still be for sale for like five or ten dollars on Steam, but we're gonna release it for free on Discord first as like an exclusive deal." So there's a bunch of uh, is it what's it called the program? It's called like Discord Nitro. Pr- Discord Premiere or Discro- Discord First or it, it's like some type of like deal where they <clears throat> they're working with uh, game studios and developers to make it like an exclusive first time we're we're releasing it here first type thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so Minion Masters, the Beta Dwarf team, they they agreed to that. So the first place you're going to be able to get it for free is on Discord. And as much as I really want that to work, I'm very concerned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I have a weird thing with digital products. I like to have them all in one place. And that, well, that's, that's true for a lot of people. It's like having a bookshelf full of books. Like So many people are deeply ingrained in Steam already. I can honestly see like two ways that this would go. It's either that like the games would appear on the homepage, which no one looks at, or that like you might be able to see someone playing a game and click on their profile and buy it there. But like either way, it just seems inconvenient because you're never going to look at Discord and be like, time to browse the game library and buy one. You're going to look at Discord and be like, I'm just going to talk to these people. Yeah, no, they're going to have to force feed it to you. It's going to have to be like every time you look at that person's profile, it's like play now on Discord. Like there's going to have to be something where... It's it's literally the only way it's gonna work is if they if it's one click, if it's yeah. so convenient that you can look at someone's name and click a button and join their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of it is about perception too. When you say Discord, everyone thinks of the servers and the communities. Right. You don't think, oh, it's a marketplace where I can buy games. Yeah. Because uh, like like you said, people don't look at the dashboard screen. And see like, oh, people are playing this, people are playing that. It's like they immediately skip after that and look at whatever servers they're in. Right. Because I remember I don't even look at that unless I open up unless I open up Discord after closing it. And I only ever close it when I turn off my computer, which is like every couple days. Yeah, because they have the activity feed now and it has all the quick launcher options that you can use in like games that people are playing. I just mm. skip that screen, and it's like immediately go to whatever server has a ping on it. Mm. Yeah, usually I don't even open Discord unless I get a notification. <laughs> so mm. it's like, and then that jumps you right to you know whatever you're supposed to look at. So I don't know. It's an uphill battle, mm-hmm. especially since I have such a large Steam collection. Oh yeah, it would yeah. take a lot for me to leave. I mean, even me, I. I have like what I think I have like 500 something games in my Steam library due to all like the humble bundle collections and the the mm-hmm. bun you know just sales and you know that's accumulated over x amount of years and I'm not even like I'm not even an extreme example like I know people that own a thousand games on Steam cuz back in the day when you used to be able to buy publisher packs like the sales used to be crazy it's like Buy the Activision publisher publisher pack for ninety dollars, and it includes Buy the complete like complete Valve pack. Yeah, like and they're you get everything for like five bucks or whatever it was called. 
Hmm? The red box, I think is what it's called, where it had like Portal, oh, portal 1, 2, or the orange box, that was mm-hmm. it. Half-Life 1, 2, 2.5, all of that. Well, and then there'd be like the Star Wars, like back in the day, I don't know if they still have it, but there was a Star Wars pack. It was like 30 different Star Wars franchise games, like all the old ones, you know, all the classic like Star Wars games on Steam. Mm-hmm. You could just, you know... It'd be on. It, usually, it'd be like a hundred dollars, but it'd be like fifty percent off. So you could spend like forty or fifty dollars and get like every single Star Wars game ever made. Like the sales back in the day were crazy, and I bought quite a few of them. So my library's like, why would I? And then and then Humble Bundle. When you buy most of the time, when you buy games on Humble Bundle, you also get a Steam key. Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> so I mean, unless. And I don't feel like Discord's going to take that route. I think they're going to want you to... I'd be really... Yeah, I'd be really surprised if Discord was like, oh, here's a Steam key for your game. I th- I don't think they're going to do that. I think I think they're going to go to the Twitch route, and they're going to be like, no, you have to use it through our app. Mm-hmm. I, I opened the Twitch app for the first time like two days ago, and I was like, oh, shit, I have like 30 games on here because I have... Because I have Prime, oh, and I've been claiming all the free games, offers. and I keep claiming the offers, and I would—I had never actually gone in and looked at it because I used Steam, and I was like, oh shit, I got so many games, <laughs> and it's like the first time I ever actually looked at it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the hurdles they're, they're facing, is like, how do, you, how do you overcome that, where people aren't used to even opening your, I have Twitch on my computer, but that, I've never opened it. I literally mm-hmm. never open the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've probably opened the Twitch app. No, I, I know exactly how many times. I opened it four times. One, because I wanted a Minecraft mod that was only on the Twitch app. <laughs> only? Uh, oh, yeah, they have their Stay. mods. They have their whole yeah, mods thing. Mod. The second time was the same Minecraft mod pack, because I had just done a fresh install on this computer. The third time, I was playing WoW, and they make doing the add-ons super easy. It's just one click. Sure. And then the fourth time, I needed more add-ons for a while. And that was it. But as a marketplace, I was like, I'm not going to play games on here. I already don't like having to open this program on my computer. I tried to use it as like a different sort of way to see like my stream whenever I'm streaming. Maybe it could mm-hmm. be used as a new dashboard. It's just the same dashboard. Except you also, like, it's a little big- bigger. It's really not useful. And I made a server to test out if that was it. It was just like a shittier Discord. <laughs> it wasn't good. And oh, I obviously downloaded Minecraft mods. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to make that so big. I was just going to show you. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Like, I already don't like how whenever I want to play Rainbow Six, I go to click it. And then it's like, we're going to open up the the Uplay store now because it's only on there but you can buy it on Steam and it'll launch it through that launcher <laughs> so now I have Uplay on for some reason and it has its own separate friends list for Rainbow Six so now I have a whole separate friends list just hidden for Rainbow that is entirely different from everything on Steam it's launcherception mm-hmm. launchers within launchers look at all these fucking games Oh, and speaking of how shitty the Microsoft Store is, my computer just gave me the notification it couldn't download micro- it couldn't download Minecraft for Windows 10 because micro- the Microsoft Store says I can't connect to the internet. You told me that. 
Even though you were on the store through the internet? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's not working. We can't connect to the internet. And it's like, you're telling me this on your platform. So, where's the internet? And I'm signing. It's in. like getting an email from someone saying the internet's down. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. One, two, three, four, five. So 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 60. I have 62 games on the Twitch platform that I've never played. Tales from the Borderland is worth it. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's games here that are worth it. The problem is like like Hugh, I heard, is really good. Like mm-hmm. uh, Battle Chef Brigade is supposed to be really good. Like, mm-hmm. It's just like... I, I love Mr. Shifty, play, oh. but it's just... I, I never opened this app, so I don't need, like, Adventure Pals. I, I don't know. Like, I just... It's... I On top of the 500 games I already have, and then open another app and be like, oh, yeah, I have all these games. I don't know. It's just... It's first yeah. world problems. I know it's complaining for about stupid shit, but it's like, how are it's you going to convince people as Discord when you're already dealing with such a saturated... Marketplace. How are you going to convince people that yours is worth it more than the other ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like going back to your bookcase example, Steam is like the bookcase full of books I have in my room right here. And then the, the Twitch store is like leaving my room and then going down past the kitchen into the hallway. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have more games in here. It's tough. Like, I'm never going to walk over there because all of the ones I'm probably going to play are right here. Right. Night. <sighs> I don't know. I hope it brings more people into Minion Masters, but I am very doubtful. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the only free-to-play game on there, so people might get it just because it's free. That's true. There's a lot of Discord servers out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little hidden nooks and crannies. It's... uh. Discord is the new IRC. Pretty much. I still like, I, I still use IRC, but mm-hmm. Discord is the new IRC, in my yeah, opinion. Like, to use an IRC these days requires a little more thought going into it. And then Discord is just like, get an invite and you're done. That's it. Yeah, it's like a streamlined, upgraded IRC. Because there's a lot of private discords out there. I, did I tell you, like, my friend who's a private investigator, the reason he knew about Discord is because, like, he was investigating some dude and he got, like, deep into the dude's, like, social media stuff and he found, like, all of these private discords that were, like, severely, like, white nationalist, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's some, there's some deep dark corners of discord because anyone can make a server and it's not even that they're private it's just there's no like discord web server that you can go and browse servers it's just the only way to know if one exists is if someone sends you a link right there's no master direct directory same thing with irc like there's no master directory for all the different servers and you know even reddit there's weird corners of reddit there's no Mm -hmm. master directory of every single subreddit you know so, like, anyone can just spin up a server and send a link to people and be like, all right, cool, this is where we hang out and plan murders. Like, it's fucking crazy, dude, like, how easy it is to just, like, create these little private pockets of the internet now. 
I'm glad there isn't a master directory that would break everything. No, I agree. But because oh, yeah. then you just have some know. servers that would be the server for things, and other servers would just be redundant. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, when matchmaking got introduced into a lot of games. It's like all the community servers died because it was just streamlined. You can just go into this. Well, back in the Counter-Strike days, that's how you set up private matches. Hmm. Like IRC was like the only way, like all of the all of the teams and pros and like, you know, they all had their own IRC channels. And so you would coordinate like scrims through IRC. Like that was it, you know? And now obviously like websites and, you know, uh ESA or whatever like their tools were developed after the fact to make that that whole process easier but way Mm. back in the day like if you were like there were teams I you know I used to be on a counter-strike 1.4 1.5 way back in the day and you would like each team had their own private IRC and you would just coordinate scrimmages that way like hey let's let's do a five-man scrim you know everyone meet up in this channel at this time or whatever it was that's how you did it Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to think that like IRC is still there. I'm surprised IRC hasn't like gone the way of the Buffalo because news groups have been shut down. News mm-hmm. groups, kind of like a what's it called? It's similar to Discord, but it's open source. What is it called? Mumble. Is it Mumble? It might be Mumble. Mumble's open source and it's a voice server application. Yeah, I think it's Mumble then. With chat support. Yeah, no, Mumble is what I used before I before Discord came out. Yeah, because I remember it's like Mumble has like way more options for customized like customizability and like security and stuff. But it's like a lot harder to like get into and use for a new user. And then Discord is like that, but sleek and streamlined. So Ninja Breadmon says, for those that don't know what IRC is, can you explain, please? So IRC is a text-based chat protocol. So a protocol for those, like, I don't want to get too technical, but there's different protocols on the internet. There's HTTP that's meant for websites. There's TCP IP, which is meant for, like, most games use TCP IP these days. There's different protocols that, like, the... Uh, internet uses to communicate with each other. IRC was a specific protocol that was a text-based chat protocol. And so there's servers. uh, A common client that a lot of people use is called MIRC. But there's a lot of web-based IRC clients now. IRC was the protocol that you use to build chat text-based servers on top of that. In fact, a lot of people don't know this. Twitch chat is built on top of a custom IRC implementation. Mm -hmm. Twitch chat is basically an IRC with extra features. They use Mm -hmm. the IRC protocol for their chat. That's why you can connect to it with bots and third-party tools and stuff. But IRC was like, before before there was chat rooms, there was IRC. And that's how- Time of the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, I'm old, dude. I'm 34. Like everybody used IRC back in my day. Like that's that's just every I was I was in like five different IRC channels at once, and now I'm in. Uh, I'm probably in like twenty 
to 25 different Discord servers. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, yeah. It's like you said, every streamer and their mom has a Discord server. Everyone's got a Discord now. So every time you see a new streamer, they're always like, oh yeah, follow, join the Discord. And I'm like, well, it doesn't cost me anything to join the Discord server. But then it's there. Mine's Wait. the only one that counts, so everyone join my Discord server. I'm just kidding. I've definitely got a few that are just sitting there unused. I never go in. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually just, like, there's a couple that, after a while, I'm like, I'm not going to go in here. So I'm just going to right-click and then mute it. So it's there just in case I need to go in. But it's just going to stay muted forever. But what's the highest notification count as I scroll through here? I have one that has uh, 82. They have the little red number in the corner for like... Wow, Jimmy. That's wild. <laughs> this one has 82. <laughs> the first thing I do when I wake up most days is open Discord and then just like read through what's new. So to just like have... It's not my fault they at everyone all the time. Ah, uh, Okay. Because there's some with, like, tons of, like, channels in it that I don't check, so I just check, like, the main ones, leave everything else empty. <sighs> anyway. So, uh... Treason. <laughs> it is. James. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> right before the podcast started, James posted a link to that the Twitter post from our president of the United States. I don't want to get too political. But that shit. He said treason? Question mark? <laughs> so so in case you guys aren't aware, let's see. When exactly was it? I posted it at 7.03 p.m. And it was about an hour before that. So around 6 p.m. EST, the president of the United States of America, you know, God bless America, USA, he just puts all caps treason and Where's people that? are like what <laughs> and then an hour later he followed it up with let's see where is it did I post it I don't think I posted it but he followed it up with a much longer thing about more treason does the so called senior administration official really exist or is it just failing New York Times with another phony source if the gutless all caps gutless anonymous person that does indeed exist the time is must for national security purpose turn him or over to the government at once exclamation mark gutless treason gutless anonymous treason how dare they treason might be the best tweet of 2018 <laughs> I just find it so funny because you go through you know your education system you learn about world leaders throughout the ages and now it's 2018, and you can watch the president in real time. Treason? And you're just like, what is happening? Especially since there's no context. I was like, wait, like, what is the context for this? I only knew because when I saw the, when I saw the tweet, I remembered I saw the article that it was talking about with the New York Times saying that they had info from an anonymous source. So, I mean, as personally as a moderate, like I try my best, I try my absolute best and I, I really do genuinely try to like look at both sides of things on a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, I, on one side, I had a lot of, I had a lot of uncles and, you know, on my mom's side, grew up in Idaho, like they're all hunters. They all own guns. They're all very like 
right leaning. On my dad's side, very much left leaning. I, I tend to like do my best to look at both sides of the aisle. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. When the president of the United States goes on Twitter and types treason question mark, like yeah. <laughs> You have to just, like, fucking sit back and laugh at that shit. Like, it's so surreal that that is what's happening right now today in the political atmosphere that we're in. Classic kefefe. It, it makes you remember that the presidents and world leaders, they're people just like us. Oh, absolutely. And it makes you wonder, were all the other presidents and prime ministers like this, but we didn't know because they didn't have access to social media? Because they were actually careful about uh, what they were doing and saying. Mm-hmm. And he just has no tact whatsoever. That's why it's so entertaining. I know. Like, just imagine, like, George Washington with, like, some of the founding fathers. They're just hanging out, just shooting the shit. And you're like, that doesn't, that doesn't fit with the image you have of the people that founded America. But it's quite possible that they were probably doing the same stuff. It just wasn't recorded. Right. Trump's kind of special. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush here. He's he's a gentleman and a scholar. And we'll be reading about him in the history books. That's what's crazy. My kids are probably going to be like, Dad, what does this mean? And it's just going to be a screenshot of the text, of the tweet. And it's like, oh, that was a very interesting time in our history, young boy. <laughs> how will... How, how will... The world explain. You got this. This presidency to future generations. Honestly, how are they going to explain like this past decade? Just like, how do you explain memes to someone that didn't experience it at the time? How do you how do you explain? No, see what you don't what you're missing there, James, is they're going to be explaining memes to you. That is just like a part of culture now. No, I'm going to bring up the old stuff. Kids are going to have a better grasp on memes than you ever will. They're going to be like, Dad, have you have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this meme? And then I'm just going to be I'm going to look at them dead in the eyes and go, Monka S. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Dad, Monka S is old as shit. You're fucking dumb. That's probably what's what's gonna happen, and then I'm gonna follow it up with "Oh, feels bad, man." And they're like, "Dad, it's gonna be like my dad trying to play me some fucking like Led Zeppelin when I'm 12 years old, trying to listen to some Limp Biscuit and shit. Like, it just doesn't. It even even if one is more relevant than the other at the time, there's no kids are ignorant. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 the, the, the meme level is going to be on a whole different, like, they're going to be dabbing with spinners in each hand while they're wearing their Yeezys and, like, God knows what. By then, maybe, like, 50s fashion comes back around. I don't, like, you can't even imagine what the fuck's, mm-hmm. like, you're, like, our kids are going to, if you even have kids, like, who knows, like. But can you imagine when the first ligma will ever come to that child? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be infected with ligma. Just just think, 10 years from now, people are probably going to figure out so many different versions and variations of that. Because I remember like the, 
Dude, I mean, I Dick heard. Four has been around. No, Dick Four has been around since I was a kid, and oh. Dick Four was like the original Ligma. Like mm-hmm. when I was like eleven years old, and I'm thirty four. So we're talking like we're talking a, a, a minute. It's been a while, and be like, oh, you got a Dick Four on your shoe, and it's like, oh, what's a Dick Four? You know, like. <laughs> Like Ligma type jokes, they've been around forever. Whether I mean it's whatever variation. Yeah, they, I mean like it's not a dick joke, but there's always been updog. That's an old one. I feel like Dick Four and Updog have probably been around. Yeah, no, Updog might be older. You might be right. I think Updog might be older. Mm-hmm. Or like that's playground. It all begins with simple jokes. Like, oh, what's that on your T-shirt? Yoink! It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna evolve over time, and at some point, we're just gonna not gonna know what's gonna happen. You ever time travel? People forget about all the jokes you're gonna get that are gonna get pulled on you. Well, first, you, the- first, if you're gonna time travel, you're gonna h- kill Hitler, obviously. No, well, it's a character you actually become Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see James become Hitler. Oh shit! I, I killed him too early. <laughs> Who knows what kind of paradox this will create? Oh, all the art. Oh, no. Especially because you have an Anne Frank uh, emote. It's just Anne. (laughs) I didn't specify the Frank. (laughs) (laughs) It's just implied. Why don't we post it in chat and let the audience decide which Anne it is? There you go. Oh, my God. I actually have, like, the larger version on my computer. Of course you do. (laughs) Anyway, um, long story short, uh, the New York Times committed treason and uh, World War III is about to happen and uh, it's a great time to be an American. So, Fishy, he's just like, yo, I'll just bounce back to Canada. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) How, so, you're, you're a... Uh, are when you come to the U.S. Are you here on a like a education visa then? Or? Yeah, I'm a student visa. Student visa, that's what it's called, not education visa. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Um, and is it good? Is it per semester per year? I I don't know uh, anything about like that. I have to get it renewed every year. I think. Yeah. What do you think when you're done with school? You gonna move to the U.S.? Fuck that! <laughs> oh, you'll come here for our education, though, you asshole. Yeah, the brain drain. You know how fucking expensive it is. How bad the internet is compared to other places. No, just in some parts of the U.S. Yeah, like that's Georgia? true. You chose Georgia. That was your first mistake. I have great internet. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a good example: the house I live in in California. My family, you know, we've lived the there a very long time. We knew the previous owners. Rent in, rent at that house. It's four bedroom, two bath. It's $1,100. Compared to all the neighbors in the neighborhood who pay $2,500 for the same. And most of those houses are three bedroom and two bath. It's crazy expensive. And then the internet is not that good. Joke's on you. When, I mean, a, when the U.S. declares war on North Korea, I can go back to Canada. Little Rocket Man's coming for you. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, yeah. It's been a good night. I've had a few drinks. 
good about myself. You guys are doing all right out there in uh, Twitch land. I shot. I saw Gator Pete showed up. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Gator Pete? A happy Ann. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got. I found the, the original. Oh, he gave me the link. Five. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna show it. It, it captures all the detail that's lost when it's converted to 64 by 64. All the detail. Here you go, guys. That is disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> is Caveman still streaming? We might need to raid him soon. I feel like we've covered the topics I wanted to cover tonight. Unless you want to talk about... Uh, Eminem's album. Pretty much uh, all I uh, want to say about Eminem's album is he shits on every uh, hip-hop and rap artist mm-hmm. for the last five to ten years who talk shit about him. Yeah, he, I share the the same sentiment with... I forget who it is. I forget what his name is. But he makes a lot of YouTube videos. And he was basically like, it's a good album, but you listen to it once and you're pretty much done because it's all diss tracks. It's not something you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, wash some dishes and then let me put on Eminem just dissing people for the next hour. But that I think that was kind of the point, though. That's why he did the Paul skits. Like anyone who's familiar with Eminem and you're familiar with like his back and forth banter that he has with Paul. And, uh, you know, it's funny because he, he's so self-aware, like on the if you listen to the first Paul track, basically Paul leaves him a voicemail and he's like. He's like, so Eminem, what's the deal? Like, you're releasing this Kamikaze track. Like, so what? Now, like, when people get, when people make fun of you, you're going to release an album to diss them, and then they're going to diss you, and then it's just going to be, you know, an infinite cycle of you defending yourself. And he's like, it's a slippery slope, <laughs> you know? Like, he, he's, he's self aware enough to know, like, what he's doing. And that's, I think that's, you know, I don't know. I think he's he's a little older and wiser, and he's just like, nah, fuck these kids. Let me show them how to rap. And I, I respect that. Like, yeah, maybe he's just, you know, getting attention. I don't think he needs to prove himself any more than he already has, but, like, I still respect him for doing it, especially with... He didn't promote this album at all. He just, like, recorded a bunch of tracks, and he's like, no, I'm better than you. Just making sure you all know what's uh what's what's up. You still mm-hmm. can't You still can't hold a flame to me. So, but he also, again, you know, there's a couple of tracks on there where he, he's, he know he knows, he knows who he is and what he's doing. I don't know. I mm. thought, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I've listened to it a couple times through, but yeah, like you said, it's not, you know, when you listen to like the Slim Shady, the, like his earlier albums where they're just entertaining to listen to. He, there's still disses here and there, but they also have a narrative. Some of my favorite tracks by Eminem are the ones where it told the story. You know, like uh, my one of my favorite ones off the original album is the one where he like takes too many mushrooms at a party. Mm, yeah, and it just tells the story like chapter by chapter about the whole like narrative of him like his friend giving him too much mushrooms and. Just like how he trips balls and all the shit that happens as a result. Like, those are my favorite Eminem tracks. The disc stuff is cool, and some people really appreciate that. But, but like you said, it's not something you're gonna keep listening to over and over. So, mm-hmm. 
But I think he did prove himself again. I think I think he came out and said, "Hey, stop talking shit about me. I'm better mm-hmm. than you." Still the lyrical master, dude. Of our time, he makes everything rhyme with everything. It's insane. Like, not not just like traditional poetry where the end of the line rhymes. Every word in every sentence rhymes. Like, how do you make everything rhyme? It just. Mm-hmm. It's like the like the earlier interviews where they're like, "How do you rhyme orange?" And he's like, "Well, it's not actually that hard." And then he had the whole like that whole verse in one of the the songs, door hinge or whatever. Yeah, where he's like, "Porridge, door hinge, porridge, oranges, hinges," and he's like, he's rhyming all that shit in ways that it's not just the word; it's the enunciation of the word, and then like the way the words are put together. Yeah, he, he said like four four inch door hinge with porridge, and it's just like what the fuck? Like no one would have ever even thought of like any of that. Mm-hmm. But he just twists the words just enough that you're like, oh shit. So I respect him for it. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part it's been well received, but but I agree with Gator Pete. I don't think he has to prove anything to anyone at this point. The guy's the guy has been compared to Elvis. I mean, <laughs> is Caveman still on? He might be. But yeah, I think he called out a lot of good stuff because, like, in this market, it's like not really about the music. It's how like out there you are compared to everyone else, and that's why we keep getting like new little pumps and new six nines. It's like. They're doing the same thing. They're just getting progressively worse because yeah. they're more like out there than the next one. It's wild. Yeah, it's all a race to the bottom. I don't know. It's all just who can be more controversial or more like, I don't know. So it's cool to see just some straight up talent. I appreciate it. So is he, Caveman is streaming. Let me just look who else is streaming. We're going to go raid someone. Illion's on. It looks like he's about to start. Any closing thoughts, Fishing? I mean, I don't, I don't listen to Eminem. This is like... No, I mean, just in general. Uh, my mind is blank slate, dude. Oh, the tabula rasa. When we get off, are you gonna go play some Overwatch? Probably not. I did that earlier today. <laughs> you're already, you're already good. You got I'm your plays. Oh yeah. Not, not fun. Red Marsh, thanks for being here. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for all your support. I saw a couple subs come in. Uh, make sure you go follow Flying Fish Fifty Eight. Uh he has taken time out of his busy schedule as an aspiring esports uh, gamer and streamer and full-time student to be here on our podcast. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for that shout-out, uh, Bishop Girl. I made her a mod tonight. I, I ninja modded her during the podcast because she was she was. Uh, <laughs> She's been so active lately that uh thank you. She she was on that shout out, dude. She was on the ball. All right, we're going to raid this guy. His name is uh Wayne Radio TV. 
we should all go raid him, drop some buckets, and just you know ask him about his rock. We need to see some more rock action because right now there's not enough rock going on on his stream. You see bucket? Put rock in bucket. <laughs> put rock in bucket. Yes, that should be the raid commit. That should that's what we should say when we show up. Put rock in bucket. All right, I'm gonna initiate the raid. Thank you all for being here again. Uh, we're there's a new incentive that we're going to start I'm going to turn it on probably uh, for the next stream and that is a uh, James reading of your quote on the podcast we're going to call it Jumbotron James it's a please, little please no fan fiction should I, should I go into the coach channel on the other server James and find some of those it's if that's what you want. It's a little pricey. It's going to cost you two thousand ducats. But James will read your quote on the podcast, uh, God, and we're going to screen those though. So try and try and keep them somewhat PC. Don't get too crazy with it. But you know, if you want to plug something, if you want to propose to your significant other, or uh, you know, express your appreciation for. All things weeb. I mean, you know, whatever it is that you feel inclined to uh, let the world know about, James will read it for you. Jumbotron James. The next podcast, we're going to try it for the first time. So, uh, Just look to give a, a little preview, here's a quote that we I found of myself that oh, Shake quoted I remember what ago. you looked at. Oh yeah, I fuck with Neko girls. <laughs> I don't remember I when you said this. I what? think I vaguely remember this. Wasn't that with Jackbucks? It might be. There's a lot of good ones in here. How does Jesus nail you? On Sunday, the only man for me is Jesus. Monday through Saturday, asexual. What about yesterday, when to be gay is to wiggle? <laughs> that was a good one. There. So that's what you guys have to look forward to. Um... So save up those ducats for uh, you can redeem those anytime. I know a lot of you guys out there have been hoarding them. So hopefully this is a way to encourage you guys to uh, listen to James' sexy, sultry, deep, slightly uh, under-21 voice. Read or you. you can gamble them. No, don't gamble them. Gambling is bad. You can spend them on loot boxes, right? <laughs> you can't. It's not oh, that, that just reminds me. There's a guy. I need to add loot boxes to my channel. I forget his name on Twitch. It's like Fishing the Puddle or something. And then he was playing Yakuza. And he was in a part where you can gamble. And he's about to leave when it puts him back in the machine. And he's like, I, I can do one more. I'll do a couple more. And then a bunch of the clips of him playing it. It's just him going back to the gambling machine. Because he's come out and said, I don't gamble with real money because I know I have a problem. So he kept going back to the machine. So good. By the way, this Wayne Radio TV, I'm looking at his stream right now, and he's like doing th like two or three things at once. It's really confusing. I don't know if I want to host it. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing Sonic All-Stars Racing, and he's also playing Jackbox TV, like, at the same time. I, how is... How do you... I'm not sure I understand what's going on on his stream right now. Should we do it anyway? 
Sure. Let's show up and tell them we want rock. Get out of here with this Sonic All-Stars business. We want rock. Put rock in bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everyone, if you if you are a sub to the channel, copy Launcher Q's message. <laughs> Put rock in bucket. I like it. I'm going to copy that. I'm that's the that's that's what we're doing. I'm going to initiate the raid right now. Thank you all for being here. I've had a lot of fun and uh let's go put rock in bucket. Have a good night. Look forward to this being posted on YouTube probably in the next day or two. And uh next week we will have our first ever Jumbotron James. Thank you so much Flying Fishy 58 for being here. Go check him out on Twitch. Give him a follow. Give him all your your bits and your your shits. And he's got a Twitter and mm-hmm. and and go go cheer the at best him. Memes. Go cheer at him when he uh, becomes a pro Overwatch player. A year from now, we're gonna be watching him play on uh, who knows what team. What team? What team you want to be on? Yo, LA Gladiators. Dude. Yeah, LA. a year from now, we're gonna see Flying Fishy Fifty Eight playing for the LA Gladiators. We're gonna be cheering him on. So, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, you're talking to a celeb right now. All right, I'm going to do this raid. Go tell him we want rocks in the bucket. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.